Welcome to CIFAR's Workplace Class Action Litigation Trends mini-series, a series of five episodes in which we provide analysis of 2021 class action decisions and emerging trends for 2022. All content in this series has been sourced from the 18th Annual Workplace Class Action Litigation Report book launch event held in February of 2022. Over the course of the series, the report's author, Gerald Jerry Matman Jr., will discuss the most notable trends in the workplace class action space. Jerry is one of CIFAR's preeminent class action litigators, co-chair of our class action litigation practice group, and the editor of the Workplace Class Action Litigation Report, which is recognized as the nation's most complete guide to workplace-related complex litigation. In part four of the series, Jerry analyzes the significant impact of COVID-19 on all aspects of life in 2021, including the legal system in general and workplace class action litigation in particular. Here, Jerry explains how COVID-19 changed the class action world in 2021 and what lies ahead for 2022. The next area that I think was a significant trend is what I had referred to earlier called the COVID overhang. Uh, In my way of thinking, COVID uh, impacted everything that had to do with the law. Uh, Courthouses certainly were not shut down. Over the last 12 months, I tried two cases inside courtrooms wearing a mask. And so the business of federal courts and state courts kept going, much of it on Zoom, but uh, there were more uh, class certification decisions issued in 2021 than there had ever been before. So the uh, dispatch of judicial business went on despite the continuing impact and the ups and downs of what um, COVID-19 met. So it impacted litigation generally, but certainly in particular impacted workplace class actions. It also spawned a lot of additional theories and a lot of additional um, class actions. Um, I defended a couple of college tuition reimbursement cases and virtually every college and university throughout the United States that had to uh, take measures uh, with respect to the pandemic ended up getting sued over uh, tuition uh, issues. There were consumer fraud cases brought against a myriad of companies with respect to issues uh, with products, processes, uh, anything that had to do with uh, safety, health, COVID-19. There were workplace safety investigations and lawsuits brought. Uh, There were lawsuits uh, brought by uh, states, municipalities, unions, private employers, uh, against private employers with respect to their treatment or rules or regulations involving bringing people back to work or working during the pandemic. And then there were challenges to executive orders or new laws issued at the Um, local, state, federal level with respect to um, regulations involving COVID. And so one of the ways in which we measured that was to look at the success rate um, for rulings in this particular area. And uh, not unlike uh, single plaintiff litigation, certainly in the class action context, sometimes plaintiffs move for a preliminary injunction on the theory their case is so strong and um, uh, a judge needs to act and enter an order uh, to correct um, the issue that they move for a preliminary injunction. And we probably saw more uh, preliminary injunctions in class action litigation than ever before. And basically, these were 
brought against two types of defendants. One was against government um, officials, either mayors, uh, governors, uh, and in many instances, the president of the United States or head of agencies that had uh, passed uh, regulations or enforced laws with respect to uh, COVID in the workplace. By and large, um, courts uh, were um, siding with uh, the government. It was close, but 41 to 59 percent. But this was an area of great uh, flux and change, um, very difficult legal terrain where you would see rulings and then government officials then amending uh, laws and putting into place uh, revised laws based on these rulings. So uh, to have the scorecard scorecard and keep up with it was a full-time job and very difficult. We started out with a one-page spreadsheet and ended the year with a spreadsheet of over a thousand pages just based on COVID laws, regulations, and rulings in this particular area. So a true patchwork quilt of uh, laws and regulations that uh, employers would have to uh, comply with. Um, there were also many challenges brought against private employers, and typically they would be brought by employees, sometimes applicants, often by unions, saying that the uh, policies and procedures adopted by the uh, employers somehow violated uh, a contract, violated a federal or state law, uh, violated a constitution in terms of what it required workers to do in coming back to the workplace. And by and large, what we are seeing there is judges were backing up employers, and more often than not, employers were winning those. My personal prediction would be, um, knock on wood, hopefully uh, the pandemic uh, continues to subside and we won't have a another generation of new bugs that are visiting um, our uh, locale, states, and workplaces. And uh, as we go through 2022, more people will be returning uh, to the workplace. But um, I think what you're going to see then in terms of this COVID overhang is not only the work off of these particular actions, but new types of risks. And I think those five areas would be a reasonable accommodation of infected workers, challenges to vaccine mandates that private employers would put in place, liability in the workplace for uh, transmission of the virus, uh, wage and hour claims for remote work to the extent that people have a hybrid working relationship, and then breach of privacy for monitoring workers, especially remote workers. So uh, I think those risks are here to stay, and I think the COVID overhang will be here for another year or two in terms of workplace class action litigation.